You're listening to Outside by Design, a podcast about the business of creativity in the outdoor industry. This podcast is brought to you by Wheelie, a creative agency for people who thrive outside. We help connect people with themselves, each other, and the natural world through communication and creative work that makes people feel feelings and take action. Basically, we're all about making marketing that matters. This is our podcast about leveling up yourself, your brand, and your community through powerful creative work. Hi, welcome to Outside by Design. This is Lisa, the owner and creative director of Wheelie, which is a creative agency for people who thrive outside. And um, Wheelie is why we're able to produce the podcast for free. I'm in my office in Whitefish, Montana, and it's pouring rain right now, maybe even hailing. So I hope that's not too loud, but here we are. I really like today's podcast. I like all our podcasts, but I especially like this one. Um, this podcast is with Matt Barba, the director of marketing for Mountain Hardware. And Matt's an interesting guy. He's super smart. This is his first podcast, which surprised me because his words are very succinct and they pack a punch. Um, and it gets super good toward the end, especially when he talks about going from being a maker to a manager being integrated wholly into a community as a brand and as a human and kind of uh, a quest for balance as a brand and as a human. And Matt also talks about working from home um, versus working in an office, the hybrid model, and uh, basically like the importance of being a leader that can still make um, at least that's my takeaway. That's, that was my big memory from the conversation because uh I fully agree that being being a manager who still makes, um, especially in creative work, is is awesome and important and um, sets the tone and and quality standards. So um, I enjoy talking to Matt. He's a climber. He's an outdoorsman and um, an all around thoughtful guy. So it's a good episode. I'll let you get right into it. Matt, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. The first question we ask every single person is to describe where you are and what you're looking at. Uh, I am in Salt Lake City, Utah. And <laughs> unfortunately, I'm in my home studio and I'm looking at uh, a computer screen. But if I look outside, I can see the weather. And uh, it's it's kind of a gray day, um, so not not a bad day to be inside and uh, talking to you, Lisa. Awesome. So you you're working from home. I am working from home. I've been working from home for the last 14 months since uh, March 13th, uh, 2020. Mm, okay, interesting. So you're the director of marketing at, at Mountain Hardware. Um, mm-hmm. So how has your job shifted, but also kind of like your day to day, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. How did, how is it, how have you maintained company culture? I have like a million questions. How have you like, um, maintained leadership and like also like you as a human. So that's a lot of questions. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot to dig into. Yeah. Um, I guess I can just give you some, some context. You know, I, I said, I guess it's what 14, 15 months since I've been in the office, and, uh, you know, on March 13th of last year, Mountain Hardware is based in the Bay Area uh, in Richmond, California. 
near San Francisco. And we made the decision, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with this pandemic. And uh, we made the decision to go remote. And so I was actually life hacking it in the Bay Area. I lived in my van when I was in the Bay Area. I was splitting time between the Bay Area and Salt Lake City. Um, and so March, March 13th last year, I drove back to Salt Lake and uh, hadn't haven't been back to the office since then. Uh, and it was a pretty wild time. Um, I actually had a different role then. I was the creative director for marketing. Uh, and, uh, and I just kind of taken on some different folks in my team. And so it was a wild time to kind of form a new team last March and also be completely remote and kind of bring new people on, onto my team. Um, and, uh, and that was kind of a, just, it was just a wild ride to figure out how to do that. And for myself, I felt really fortunate. I, I was no stranger to remote work. I, you know, probably about a third of my time, uh, you know, at Mountain Hardware was spent in the Bay, a third of it was spent in Salt Lake, and a third of it was spent traveling. Um, so I, I kind of was able to navigate that um, for myself. But what was the real challenge is how do you navigate that, not just for yourself, but for a team? And that was the piece that was really challenging through, through all that. Oh, boy, do you and I have a lot in common. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> How did it go for you, especially working in creative, which is visual and collaborative? Um, I don't know. What happened? What was your story there? Uh, yeah, what happened? I, I um, One thing that happened is that I would say last year, there were a bunch of tools, a bunch of digital online tools that kind of came to life that really helped us as a creative team. I think one of those things was... Miro um, software that we used. Um, Miro is a digital whiteboard and that kind of came up to speed and got a lot of updates. And that, that was a game changer of how we worked. We were able to work in a, in a virtual whiteboard space. And so it's been super helpful from a creative point of view. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there are all these tools, but I think what really helped is kind of a, a little bit of a mind shift. And the mind shift was was how do we stay connected and how do we communicate. Um, I think at first we probably over communicated a little bit, um, but we were just all kind of just terrified. I think of how do we, how do we, how do we do this? And, 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 you know, we were just thrown into this, this virtual um, world. Um, but I think, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just, um, it was, it was really about the mind shift. And I think that's really what, what helped change us. I think trust was really important. Uh, trusting your team um, and having trust in each other. Um, I think that was paramount to getting really good work done. Um, and also, you know, working with a fair amount of creatives, like, you know, when we weren't online, we were really getting work done and really doing the work. And so we were really clear about when it was time to critique and when it was time to create. And I think kind of balancing those two things was, was really helpful. Hmm. Okay. Million questions. Um, okay. I love the concept of being really clear on critique time versus creative time. How did you set that up or kind of like what, what framework did you invent for that? Um, I, I think it was just, it was just being really clear when, 
like like I guess when you have a meeting and we and we've had so many meetings, <laughs> we kind of went overboard with the meeting things. It's so important to be clear what the meeting is for. Is it is it an alignment meeting? Are we trying to get all on the same page? Are we trying to ideate, just throw a bunch of stuff uh, at a dartboard, or are we trying to make decisions about where do we go from here? And so, I think that was super helpful. Um, you know, when we got together to really clearly define what we were what we were trying to uh, what we we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then kind of what did that trust look like and was it a bumpy road or was it pretty seamless it was pretty seamless nice. Nice. <laughs> I, I would say it's it's it was pretty seamless i think because of the team yeah um i i've got a really great team I, i'm really fortunate that i've been able to surround myself with really motivated passionate uh creative um people um you know if i've had any successes, uh, I think I attribute it to the, to the people that I, that I work with. Um, so I think that the team was, it was pretty smooth. Um, I think it was about, you know, kind of leading this creative team then, and also now leading the entire marketing department. Now, I think my role is really about setting the intentions and kind of setting the goalposts and then setting the parameters and, and letting my team do what they need to do to, to get there. Um, and it's, and it's been exciting time. I mean, I've gone, you know, kind of from a maker, um, in many aspects of my career to now a little bit more of a manager and and kind of helping coaching people. And for me, I've had to let go of of a lot of things, um, which has been tough, but it's been incredibly rewarding to kind of let go of things and kind of set direction and intention and seeing where the team ends up and comes up with, because 90% of the time they come up with things that are way better than, than I could have ever done by myself. Um, so that's kind of one of the, one of the biggest changes, I guess, in my role over the, over the last year. So how I ask this from purely a selfish perspective, because I am also a creative director um, and I love making things. I love it. I'm obsessed with the creative process. Do you find that you miss the act, actual act of making now that you're doing more managing? And how is your soul handling this? Uh, I, I do miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss it. Uh, I, I actually, I haven't been the director of marketing for Mountain Hardware for that long. It's only been a few months. Um, and it's really interesting. I, I um, you know, when it comes to making, uh, I'm a writer. I've started a you know, founding editor of a magazine several years ago, and I've written two climbing instructional books. And, and uh, so I'm a writer and also, you know, have my hand in photography as, as well. And I shoot a lot of behind the scenes stuff when we're on shoots and expeditions. Um, so when I got this role, I, I actually had a, had a project that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, um, a mountain hardware project, but it's, you know, Kyra Condi, as one of our athletes and she's headed to the Olympics uh, representing the United States uh, in USA climbing. And she's based here in Salt Lake. And so I, I had this idea to do a project with her, basically a photo essay project of like day in the life of Kyra Condi, you know, this climber turned Olympian. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I 
suffer from incredible imposter syndrome when I pick up a camera because I've worked with so many talented people. And so when I got this this role, this new role to be the director of marketing for Mountain Hardware, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have time to do this project. I, I put it aside and I said, you know, I'm going to, we're going to have to pay someone else to do it. I, I can't do this on time. And And what I realized really quickly is that that was the resistance kind of pushing back on me. And it was almost a bit of a, of an excuse. Um, and, uh, and so I recognized that, um, and with some advice with some industry mentors, they were like, no, you, you should do this. Like you should, like, I know that you're, you're stepping into this new role, but you should really, you know, be a leader that can still create and I can still make. And, um, and so I, I went along with the project and, and it's working out really well and I'm really excited. So, um, I, I think what I've learned is that, you know, while I, I need to fuel my own creativity, I need, I need to still make, um, myself, mm-hmm. uh, in some way, shape or fashion. And, uh, and I think it's been, it's been really powerful and it's been super rewarding. And so even though it's kind of a side project, it is related to, you know, the work that my team does. And, uh, and so I think that's been really beneficial for, for me as well. I love that. Okay. That makes sense to me. So what, what's, uh, what's it like going from maker to manager on behalf of a really amazing brand like Mountain Hardware? How do you kind of like bring yourself to work and also balance that with the voice of the brand? Yeah. Uh, I just feel incredibly lucky. You know, you, you asked, how do I, how do I bring myself to work? I, I just, um, I, I feel really lucky because I'm a climber. Um, I've spent my entire life outdoors. Um, my whole career has been involved, uh, revolved around the climbing industry and the climbing community. Uh, so I feel really lucky that I basically just get to bring my own experiences and authenticity about what's pa- what I'm passionate about. I get to bring that to work. Um, uh, and I think that the nice challenge is that, you know, what I feel, you know, my personal feelings aren't always in line with like who we are as a brand. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's okay. Uh, and then, so that's the challenge for me is how do I, how do I articulate like, you know, what we, what we value as a brand and how do we reflect that back to our, uh, back to our, our community. Um, so that's 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 kind of one of the most exciting things about what I do is I just feel incredibly uh, fortunate that I I just to get I get to be my authentic self and uh, and show up in a way that that makes sense for for us. Very cool. How do you how do you feel that Mountain Hardware has kind of created an atmosphere that encourages that exact line of thinking? Um, do you mean like internally, like with our people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, as a brand, we've gone through a really interesting and exciting time in the time that I've been there. I've been there for a little bit less than four years now. And our current VP of product, Peter Vallis, um, who I work with closely and really respect, he started the same day I did. And so, um, you know, over the last few years, we've, we've, we've hit reset or he's hit, he and his team have hit reset on our product line. So I would say 99% our product right now is, is, is either new or it's, it's been revised or updated, um, which has been really exciting. And I don't think that that could happen um, without having the right people. Um, we definitely have, uh, are made up of a lot of people who are makers, um, you know, people that make things themselves, um, that are 
you know, really playful and enjoy the work they do and spend time outdoors. And, uh, and I think all that is, is just really uh, super important. So it doesn't, doesn't mean that we're a brand of hardcore skiers and snowboarders and, and climbers uh, and alpinists. Uh, it just, I think really what it means is that we all share a passion for the outdoors and we're pretty passionate about the work that we do and feels like it feels like it, it adds value to our communities. Um, you know, the people that we are, are one with and our, and our customers. Um, so I, I think that is what has made mountain hardware a really special place to be. I mean, you know, I, a year and a half ago, we had this amazing opportunity. Um, we, as a company, we peer voted six of our peers to go to Everest Base Camp, mm. um, and that was a company-funded, sponsored expedition. Um, and we had a couple of climbers that were attempting Everest in the fall, which hadn't hasn't hasn't been done in almost a decade. Um, so that was just one of the small examples of you know like creating those opportunities. Like we we simply just you know, the people that are there are, are really passionate about, you know, the product that we make and where it goes and what it supports. And it's just been a really great ride. What is your personal career arc a little bit to have gotten you <laughs> into this awesome role? I, I, <laughs> that's a great question. And instead of going through all the dates and gates, I will say it's probably this. I have said yes to a lot of things. I've said yes to a lot of things that I had no idea how to do. Um, and that's probably gotten me to, to where I, where I am today. And, you know, to paint that picture a little bit, um, you know, I, I got into climbing by opening up a brand catalog in the mid nineties. And there was a picture of Yuji Hirayama, who's a Japanese climber climbing in, in Yosemite and, I had never climbed before and I saw that and I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. Um, and uh, spent several years after that climbing uh, as much as I could, you know, working in the climbing industry. And, um, and I just had a knack for instruction, uh, for teaching. And so I was a climbing guide and coach. And somehow that morphed itself into teaching other climbers how to teach climbing. Um, and, uh, writing my first gym climbing instructional book and then getting in, introduced to publishing. And in 2004, I started a magazine, uh, founding editor of urban climber magazine, which isn't around anymore, but maybe it was a bit ahead of its time. And so I kind of got into publishing. And when I left the magazine, I thought about all the brands that I had worked with. And, and I was like, you know, I think, I think there might be a place for me, um, working for a brand. I kind of realized that my my knack was sort of storytelling um, through words and a little bit of photography. And my first brand opportunity was with the North Face. And I was actually um, working for their retail store in New York City. Uh, and this woman would come in every week and she'd move stuff around the store and then she'd leave. And I was like, man, like, what what is she doing? And I talked to her one day and she was a visual merchandising coordinator and uh, she would basically, you know, create the consumer experience in the stores. And I had no idea that was a job. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool and kind of helped her out for a little bit. And, you know, one thing led to another and I 
basically left working for the store and I was actually working for the brand, you know, um, corporately and spent some time in New York and ended up in the head offices in, in the Bay Area for the North Face. And, and really, I spent almost 10 years at the North Face. All that time was in what I would call, you know, uh, retail brand experience, the, the experience that you have inside their, their brick and mortar stores. And it's this interesting intersection of brand storytelling and product and consumer experience and, and, and all of that kind of mixed, mixed together. And, um, and I actually spent the last two years of the North Face in Shanghai, in China, where I was there kind of heading up, you know, the brand's authenticity in, in China during that, that growth period. Wow. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty wild. That led me to Salt Lake City for the first time um, with a really great opportunity at Black Diamond um, for a few years. And, uh, and that's when I started getting into more of the creative side of things at Black Diamond, really creating content and kind of intersecting the dots and kind of moving outside of just the brick and mortar experience. But the entire experience that a, that a customer has with the brand, be it online or in a, in a store or um, you know, in print or anything like that, and uh, ended up uh, at Mountain Hardware uh, about three and a half years ago when they were going through this really unique transition um, that has has been really fruitful the last the last three years. And you know, I, and I think that arc a lot, as I said, as I started, there's a lot of those things where um, saying yes to opportunities that came up that were really interesting um, and, uh, and and just kind of just being super present. Um, I never I never had like a goal of like what I wanted to to be in terms of like career role or salary or title or anything like that. It was it was really about just staying super present and and kind of kind of doing the best that I could, you know, in, in every, in every moment that, that I had. Mm. I love that. I think the, I mean, your story is awesome. I I think the thing I connect with on a really deep level is the very beginning of your story where you saw a photo as a, as a kid and it changed your life and the power of like seeing yourself and it's just as important who's in front of the lens as it is who's behind is that's a big pillar here at wheelie and um like literally being able to envision a lifestyle and go after it i think is uh remarkably powerful you know one thing that was really interesting about that experience is that and and it took me years like maybe two decades to, to realize this but um the person that I saw in that image was really important. Um, Yuji Hirayama is a Japanese climber. And I guarantee that I had seen photos of climbers mm-hmm. before that. Um, I myself am uh, a Thai American. And um, and I guarantee I'd seen, you know, photos of climbers before that. But I think that subliminally that I probably saw myself in Yuji Hirayama. And that was a pivotal moment for me. And so as I go through this career arc, like, I think that is important to me now as I, as I realize that, um, you know, that, that when people see themselves reflected in media, um, I, I think it, it's, it can be incredibly powerful and obviously life-changing as I've experienced. Absolutely. I have many friends who 
just like me, saw the movie Out Cold. And uh, that it's a terrible snowboard comedy. It's horrible. <laughs> um, and I saw it when I was 14, and it was the first time Hollywood had given me a female role model where I could see myself. And she was a snowboarder, and she had all these fun friends. And um, it immediately made me start saving money for a snowboard. And, and like I have so many friends who have that same experience where we saw Out Cold and wanted to be just like that character. So... Yeah, I mean, I think the trajectory and the power of of characters we can relate to is remarkable, and and showing lots of different perspectives is important too. I believe. Certainly. I love that, and so here you are on the other side of of the lens, I guess, and also like kind of deciding what what kind of marketing Mountain Hardware is going to put out, and um, like there's a lot of responsibility there. I think. And how, like, how do you handle that? I think I handle that with authenticity. Um, you know, I think climbing and the outdoor industry and the activities that Mount Hardware represents, they've, they've changed. The landscape has changed in the last 20 years or, or so. Um, and I think now we're, we're, we're in a place, um, and I particularly am in a place where uh, we can open the aperture. Um, you know, my personal experience that I described before, I think was really powerful to me. And so we make a conscious effort to engage in our community in an authentic way. And when I say community, I, I mean, you know, everyone, um, you know, that, that climbs and spend times, time out outdoors. And I guess what I, what I mean by that is that if, if representation, you know, we know that representation is, is important. Um, and one way we could do that is we could just flip a switch as a, as a brand and we could hire a casting agency and we could, you know, we can work with a bunch of different folks and do photo shoots and kind of really curate how we show our brand uh, in a, maybe a forced way. We, we could flip a switch and do that immediately. But what we've chosen to do is, you know, when we do these expeditions and projects and capture our product, you know, being used in the right environment, in the right place, we spend, have spent a lot of time engaging with our community and developing relationships with the people that, um, that we work with, you know, when we, when we bring in our product to life and, and express it. And that, that just takes time and uh, a little bit of effort. Um, and so, it, it just, it, it takes personal relationships um, and uh, it takes getting to know people um, and it takes being uh, integrated wholly in our community. Um, and I think that is the only way that I know how to do that. Um, and my team has done a pretty remarkable job kind of, you know, taking that approach um, as well. So, we try really hard to, to create balance in, in what we what we do um, and what we show um, what we write about and what we create content uh, for uh, when it comes to uh, diversity and, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. That's a big topic. You've used the word authentic and authenticity a lot, which is a marketing buzzword, but also is tremendously important. Um, and kind of what does that mean to you? as a climber, as well as a director level guy? 
I think uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, authenticity, you know, well, I guess authenticity means the same thing over time, but I think it shows itself. It represents itself in different ways, particularly with with climbing, Um, you know, a really good example is, is that, you know, climbing means something to me and spending time outdoors means something to me. And it, it's unique to me. And, and for me, it's connecting with nature and it's being outside and it's, you know, for me, there's an aspect of personal growth and personal performance. And, you know, I, I tend to not on my own time, tend to not go out and climb with very many people. Um, you know, and, uh, and I think to other people, it means something different. Um, and, you know, a good example is I was in Red Rock, I don't know, a couple winters ago, and we pulled up to the parking lot and there were, I don't know, the parking lot was full. And my reaction is, you know, let's go someplace else and let's, let's find a different place to climb. Um, but I could see that there are other people that could pull up to the same parking lot and be like, oh, this is awesome. This is the place to be. This is where everybody is. So I think authenticity kind of means something different to, to everyone, to everyone, everyone kind of as, as they, you know, embrace climbing and figure out what it, what it means to them. And for me, it's just being true to being real, I think is probably what that, what that really means. Um, and I don't really think that in my personal life, I think about authenticity all that often. I just do what <laughs> feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it makes sense and it, and it kind of fuels my soul and, and my relationships and that kind of thing. Um, I think when it starts, when I start to think about it more is when it comes through a brand lens, well, you know, for the companies that I work for and what is, what does authenticity mean as a, as a company and as a brand? And I, I think it really just means again, being real with your community. I think where it gets tricky is how you define your community. Um, you know, and if we're going to talk about climbers, let's say, I mean, you've got gym climbers, you've got sport climbers, you've got comp climbers, you've got 8,000 meter climbers, you've got alpinists, you've got ice climbers, you've got this huge, all these different types of people. And so how do you maintain authenticity as a brand for a gym climber versus an alpinist? They're probably pretty different things. And I think that's where it gets tricky as, as a brand um, is, is how do you, how do you be real and can you be real to everyone at once? Um, and that's, that's where things start to get super complicated. Can you? Um, I think you have to be loved <laughs> by someone before you can be liked. Um, and, uh, I think that it's really hard to be everything to everyone. And so I think you, I, the middle of the road is not necessarily a lane. Um, and so you, I think you need to be specific, uh, uh, about what you're trying to achieve and who your audience is and, and who you're talking to and how you're immersed. Um, so, um, I don't, I, it's really difficult to be everything to everyone. Um, and I think you need to start um, being specific, um, having a pretty sharp end of the spear um, before, you know, you can be, you know, appealed to the masses, I would say. Can we go back to the phrase that you have to be loved before you can be liked from a brand perspective? Like, whoa, okay, what, is, like, I've never heard that in 
advertising or branding <laughs> like what does that mean to you that's amazing oh uh, uh, now i'm like now that you said it i'm like i said that yeah that's pr- it's profound okay so you have to be loved before you can be like that i think you just i think that goes you have to be seen for what you really are like as a, as a brand um and uh you know before other people can start to to like you i think i think it just means you have to be specific and targeted in what you believe in before you can be more broad. Um, and I think for us as a brand, that's the exercise that we went through about three or four years ago. Um, you know, and that was we kind of recentered ourselves around climbing, got really specific about that, and uh, and then now uh, are starting to to kind of open the aperture uh, a little bit more around around that because. Uh, you know, climbing is an activity, but climbers are people and people are multidimensional, um, and have so many different facets and so many different interests. And, uh, and I think that's, that's where it gets exciting as a brand that is immersed in a culture. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you think our audience needs to know? I think it could be interesting to talk about like, you know, people are getting vaccinated and stuff and like what the new normal is going to look like. Um, because one thing that I thought about going to this podcast is that like, I've got an open role right now. It's a, it's a production designer role. And like, we're trying to figure out as a brand, like how do we go? What's the new normal? Like is remote or remote roles, the new normal? Are they not? Absolutely. And as a leader, how, do, how are you embracing um, managing and leading from a remote place physically? Um, yeah, that's a really great question. Um, and we're entering a really interesting time now. <clears throat> I mean, you know, my entire, for most of my career, I guess the last 15 years working for brands, I've had to show up at the same place every day. Uh, and then, you know, March 13th of last year, that was turned on its head. Like, no one could show up at the same place every day. And all of a sudden we went completely remote. Uh, and it's been two pretty, you know, pretty significant extremes. Uh, and then when we, we, when we all went remote last year, it actually was kind of easy because we didn't have any choices to make. We didn't have too many choices to make. We were like, can't, can't see each other, can't be with each other. So now I really think with vaccinations and, 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 you know, people starting to, to get together, I think we're going to enter a really interesting and complicated time in in the workplace. Um, and that is this hybrid remote idea. Um, because before, like I said, we didn't really have choices, but now we're trying to figure out that balance between, you know, how do you hold on to the good things about all this remote work? And how do you hold on to the good things about being location-based and being in person and developing culture and, and all those those type of things? And and um, you know I, I'm working with the leaders in our team to try and figure out how how to how to do that. Uh, for instance, I have a bunch of people reaching out to me for this role, and they're like, the first question is they don't have a question about the role; they have a question about whether or not it's it's remote. Um, and so that's that's a really interesting thing. Um, I. I will say, though, for myself, um, I plan to enter this kind of remote hybrid situation where I really think that, you know, my team has developed the right processes and 
the right systems and the right communication. And, and we just executed a remote sales meeting two weeks ago and it was incredibly successful from a creative perspective and from a business perspective. And so we're really excited about, about that. So I, I plan on, um, seeing people, you know, as, as soon as I can, I, I don't plan on ever being back in the office 24 seven or, or full time. I, I just don't think it's, it's needed. Um, and so I think that's what we're, we're looking at. But, but one thing that I, that I would say um, that I think is really interesting is that there, there will be a new normal um, just for the workforce. And if you're, you know, in the outdoor space and you're in, and you're looking you know, for a new role or a new job or, you know, a career in the industry and you really want to maintain your remoteness or you live in <laughs> Bozeman or Whitefish and you want to stay there, I would say when you see roles available, especially moving forward, I would say go for it. Um, even if they say it's not, uh, if they say it's not remote and it's location-based, I guarantee that if you're the right person for a role, any company and any brand will significantly consider like letting you be remote, especially after everything that we've experienced. So, um, you know, my HR team might not be psyched that I'm saying that, but I will, I encourage everyone to, to just go for it and what, what's, what's out there. Cause I think that the landscape is changing, how we work is changing and, and it's actually, it's going to be a pretty exciting time. I agree. It's, it's kind of fun. Cool. Well, Matt, I'm going to be respectful of your time, um, but I thank you so much for being here and for your wisdom, and uh, that was beautiful. Thanks thanks for your interview. I really appreciate it. I'm super humbled that you even asked me to, to come on, and and, uh, and thanks a lot for, for inviting me. Where can our audience follow you or follow along or get in touch with you? Um, what kind of links can we put in our show notes? I would say... Uh... LinkedIn <laughs> sounds really corporate, mm-hmm. uh, but, but LinkedIn and then um, also uh, Instagram as well. And um, I have a website uh, too. It's just my name.com and same with my, uh, my Instagram handle. Perfect. Well, we will include all that. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much, Lisa. So thank you again, Matt, to being on our podcast. And as always, thank you to our listeners for um, supporting the podcast. And if you have time, if you feel like it in your podcast app, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, that would be awesome with a written comment that helps us get into the ears of more human beings. So thank you for your support throughout the years. And uh, if you want to be on the podcast or you know anyone who would be a good guest please email hello at wheeliecreative.com and uh, we'll get it into our queue so thank you again thanks for being here and have a great day